It is Monday, July 31st, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, the traveling man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. As we are roughly 24 hours away from the trade deadline, it was a crazy weekend, and I think it's going to be an insane 24 hours. I can't wait. There's still so much to be decided. Teams, like like they're really on the cusp, and whichever way they decide to go, uh, buyer, seller, stand, pat, is going to alter everything in the ecosystem that is baseball. Uh, so this is very exciting. I love talking about it with you, C. Rose. I know we're going to lead off with some big-time teams. I think you're wearing the hat of. I am, but before that, a little tip of the cap to one of our brethren here at John Boy Media from the Rose Rotation, none other than Miguel Rojas. For years, he has told us he always wanted to pitch in a slop game. Well, he finally had that chance Sunday against the Cincinnati Reds. Did okay. Uh, I love the way he was changing speeds. One pitch was like 43. The next one was 73. That could screw with you a little bit, can it? Yeah, I, I honestly don't even know how he did it because if you're trying to like lob the balls up there, then you try to fire one. It's just the ball feels different in your hand, but Mickey Rose got it all, man. Love that. Love this for him. Not so much for the Dodgers, but for him. Yeah. He, uh, he did give up a run scoring double to Joey Votto after he had, um, I'm not going to say brushed him back, but maybe misplaced the baseball a little bit behind him. So it was fun. We'll talk to Miggy somewhere down the road about that. That was really cool. All right. We talked about big time trades. And we wondered if Justin Verlander was still going to be a Met on Monday. Well, as of the taping of the show, he is. But his buddy, Max Scherzer, is on the move to this team, whose cap I am donning, the Texas Rangers. They made a ton of moves over the weekend. So they pick up Scherzer in a deal for Ronald Acuna's younger brother, who's 20 years old. And Acuna says he's way more advanced than I was at that age. And then over the weekend, they also pick up Jordan Montgomery, as another starter, which isn't bad. And then they also picked up a reliever in Chris Stratton from St. Louis for another couple of prospects. So the Rangers, who've been struggling, they got swept in San Diego this weekend, have just a one-game lead over Houston in the AL West. How do you feel about them with two months to go? Well, I mean, their pitching has been struggling over the last month or so, the starting pitching. So I think that they're taking all the necessary um chances to fortify the roster. I mean, essentially they're going all in. We talk about the angels going all in. I think what the Rangers are doing is more of like a all in scenario than them. You know, Eovaldi is banged up right now. I don't know the extent of that injury. It's a forearm strain. I don't think they've come out with some definite timeline. Have they? Well, Bochi said he didn't think it was going to cost him a significant amount of time. They did place him on the injured list. So he's out at least that bit, and they think that they can get him back. But when you're talking about a guy who's had that much arm trouble in his career, I'm sorry, there's nothing minor about what they're talking about. Yeah, so you go out and get, and you mentioned Montgomery's a nice piece. I mean, this is, a to me, like a top-of-the-rotation type guy. Like, he can be that. So you bring in Scherzer, who we know what he can do, uh, you know, been up and down this year. You bring in Montgomery, who's a very solid starter, and you're fortifying you know, a position of need now. They already went out and did the bullpen. I'm feeling really good about them by themselves. Now, if you're asking me, like, how do I feel about them in their own division? Like, I don't know how great I'm feeling. And that has more to do with the Astros getting healthy and guys starting to pick it up a little bit. 
um, Jordan and Altuve back in. Jose Abreu, go check out what he's done over the last couple of weeks. Like if they get him going, we know what Chaz McCormick has done. I believe the Astros are probably going to go after another starting pitcher. So I feel good about the Rangers and what they've been able to do all year long. I know they've had a little bit of a rough patch, but I'm still concerned about them winning the division because of what the Houston Astros are showing uh, as of late, I guess. I would be surprised if the Rangers won the division. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I, I would be. Um, I, think I wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised. About- Come on. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. Here's why. I think the least talked about thing this weekend with all the moves they made was the injury to Jonah Heim. Yeah. He has been as dependable a catcher as there's been in the big leagues, both sides of the baseball. In terms of stealing strikes, he has been unreal. Yeah. And then the season he's had has been fantastic at the plate. He knows he's going to have to have wrist surgery. They are, you know, sitting there putting their hands together and praying to the baseball gods that it's not until November. Because if it's September, this team's going to be screwed. That's a that's a really fair point because yeah he has been so good on like you mentioned on both sides of the ball, um, and it's not we always talk about having an offensive minded catcher is a cheat code in baseball. He's not just an offensive minded catcher; he does steal those strikes. So it is difficult. You're not going to be able to replace him. You just you just won't be able to. You hope that the offense is enough and the pitching you brought in is enough. I think it's a very very good baseball team. Uh, still, even without Jonaheim, obviously he takes them to a, a higher level because of how good he is. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, Chris, if they won the division. I wouldn't be. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Astros won the division. So I think it's two well, good teams going the other at thing it. Of, the other thing about Scherzer, he hasn't had a great year. His yeah. velocity has dipped. His ERA is over four. He's given up the six most homers in baseball. So this isn't Max Scherzer. You're not trading for the Max Scherzer of last season. Max Scherzer was great in the regular season for New York in 2022. He's been okay in 2023. I actually, dare I say that Jordan Montgomery might be a more dependable every fifth day guy right now than Max Scherzer this season. He could be. I mean, he's kind of been up and down. I mean, you look at uh, the end of June, he went eight innings pitch, one and run, six innings pitch, two and run, and seven, and, you know, into July. He's had some really, really good starts. And then he's had a few where, yeah, the long ball is, has cost him. Um, you know, he's given up three homers uh, on July 4th, and he had four homers on the 22nd. So, like, that's been the problem. If he can limit that, um, then, you know, it's still in there, Chris. Like, it's obviously still in there because he's shown it throughout the year. Okay. His ERA plus is just slightly above average. It's his lowest since his first season in Detroit in 2011. It's definitely something to keep your eye on. Let's talk about the other interesting team in the American League West, the Angels, who just will not stop. They do not stop. Perry Manassian is like, let's just go for it. Well, last night he picked up a couple of bats. Former Angels first-round picks, C.J. Crone, Randall Gritchick. They sent over a pair of minor league pitchers back to the Colorado Rockies. This is on top of the Giolito-Lopez trade. This is on top of the Eduardo Escobar-Mike Moustakis deals. Are we good with what they're doing here? Do we like it? Do we love it? Or has he gone insane? I think they're doing 
they're fortifying their team around the edges, I guess you could say. And then the injury to Taylor Ward is now that's become a, a big one, and Gritchett can now mm-hmm. kind of slot into left field there. And I think Crone is mostly just going to slot in right to first base right away. Maybe a little platoon situation with him and Mustakis, something like that. Um, we keep saying that the Angels are going all in. I don't know if they're like necessarily going all in. I think all in would be like, yeah, we went out and got a Verlander or something like that. Uh, but they're definitely doing enough where it's keeping them competitive. And we haven't, honestly, we haven't mentioned them for the division, but what are they back in the division? Four games, five games, something like that. Uh, hold on one like, second. Cause they're, they are um, four back in the wild card and they are five back in the division. Baseball is a funny thing, man. You know, we talk about how Judge carries the Yankees and and what he can do. Like, I think that the Angels have enough to go on a significant run to make a run at the division. Now, I know there's two teams ahead of them that we probably like the rosters better, and they've been playing better ball overall through the year. But it's a funny game. You know, if you get hot at the right time and some teams maybe beat up on each other, you could be finding yourself in contention for that division. Um I'm curious. I'm curious if they go get more, Chris. I I, I really am because I, I I don't think they've gone all in. I guess you could say maybe because they haven't or they're not trading Otani, that could be considered them going all in or keeping him. Well, that was their biggest decision that they made. Right, but they haven't brought anybody in that's like, oh, like, oh my goodness. Like they just have brought in the depth pieces to round out their team. You know, like, dude, they need Neto bad. They And they need Trout back bad. Like, if all that happens, then I'm not throwing away the chance for the Angels to win the division just yet. But I'm not willing to say they've gone all in yet. I actually hope they do more. Here's a little bit how I describe it. And, and everybody knows where I stand on the Shohei Otani decision. And I think most people are actually backed you with, why not? Let's go for it. Let's not yeah. let him out of here. Let's not let him have a, a taste of eating at somebody else's restaurant because he might want to go there instead of just hang out here for a home-cooked meal the next several years, which I understand. Um, it, when you're playing poker, if you bluff before the flop, you damn well better keep that thing going all the way through the river. You have to keep doing it. Yeah, or no there's no sense... There's no sense in checking after the flop or the turn or the rip. You have to keep telling the story. When I used to call poker for a living, that's what the pros would always tell me. Does the story add up? If you started telling a story at the beginning, then you better keep telling the story, the same one at the end. And I will give the angels this. The minute they pulled Otani off the market, They didn't just say, okay, well, we're going to try and we'll see. And we hope that this team does it. They are, they're doing the best that they can. I don't think that they had the prospect capital to go get Max Scherzer. They don't have it to go get Justin Verlander. So what they have is the ability to bring in guys who are on rentals and they're pretty good players. So we'll see if it works, but at least I understand the strategy. Dude, do you know what it took the Rangers to get Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, and Chris Stratton? Their third best prospect, their 11th best prospect, and their 14th best prospect. Right? Don't you want your team to to do that? Like, 
I get certain yes, but- organizations are different as far as like their prospects. I get that. And maybe the Angels' right. third best prospect isn't Acuna's brother good. I, I understand that. But I, I mean, if you're the Angels, like go get you. I don't know who else is available on the bullpen market, but go get you a couple of those dudes. Like if you really want to go all in, like you need to have people that are able to shorten the game. I like, I think their starting pitching could be okay. Like they have some guys that could really like if they all kind of go at the same time. Like you're looking at some guys with some pretty good stuff in that rotation. But like let's get some right. guys to shorten the game, and then I can start to say, okay, you really have kind of gone all in. It it would surprise me if this is, and I know they brought in, they brought four people in so far, or something like that. So they've made moves, but I I want just just keep going. You're right, man. That you're you're you you bluff the turd, bluff the freaking. Bluff the river too. Like keep going. Well, I mean, does that mean that you try and go get David Bednar from the Pirates? Something. And I he mean, has years of control, right? You. He's, he has he's years under of control, control for the foreseeable future. I now no, I wouldn't necessarily have to go do that. I, I don't think you have to go do that, but somebody else that maybe isn't doesn't have two or three years of control, it's not gonna cost you everything. Like, let's go try to make some shifts. And you could have done it, man. You could have gotten David Robertson. You could have gotten a role as Chapman, right? Like Jordan Hicks just went to the Blue Jays for what? I don't even know. Like you could have done this already. And I wish, and, and I'm not saying they haven't tried because we don't know. We only know the teams that make the trades. We don't know who was in the running, right? Most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I'd, ex- right. I'd expect them to continue to be aggressive in that market. At least I hope. I don't know where you're listening, but boy, it has been a boiling summer. And if you're anything like me, um, my God, there are times where I am throwing the covers off at night because my sheets are making me boil. Well, I want to tell you a little bit about something that has been inspired by NASA. It is miracle made. It uses silver infused fabrics, makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Self-cleaning. They are designed for your skin. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7 of bacterial growth which can clog your pores. It means it allows them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. They're also comfortable, and they are made from quality. Miracle sheets, luxuriously comfortable. They don't have that high high price tag that you'll get with other brands. So we want you to head on over to trymiracle.com slash today. We want you to try out these Miracle-Made sheets. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for somebody else, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use the promo code TODAY at checkout, you're going to get three free towels and save an extra 20% on top of it. So you try out these things, which regulate the heat, and you get to save money, and you get three free towels. It's perfect. Oh, there's one other thing. Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied and we haven't found somebody that is, you'll get a full refund. So upgrade your sleep. We know how important that is with Miracle Made. Try miracle.com slash today. Use that code today to get your three free towels and save over 40%. Once again, that is try miracle.com slash today. Treat yourself. You will sleep better and be well rested. We continue on with the Cincinnati Reds who have reclaimed first place after taking a series out in L.A. against the Dodgers. Speaking of being busy on the trade market, we know what they did last week. Brought in Kike, brought in Ahmed Rosario, and then they bring in two pitchers from the White Sox, Lance Lynn 
and Joe Kelly, who heads back out to the Hollywood area for another stint with the Dodgers. Interesting moves. Good enough for you? I like the moves. I mean, they're dealing with some injuries, you know, to the rotation. We know that's kind of been what's going on with the Dodgers all season long. They haven't had really like their who they thought was going to be their top starting five together at all. Kershaw's still on 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 the mend. Um, so I like Lance Lynn to kind of like slot in to be an innings eater. If you get more out of him, that would be great. Um, he's getting up a lot of homers as well. So they maybe some pitch mix stuff. I, I, he has, he just throws one pitch. So I don't know if that's really kind of what you talk about with Lance Lynn. Uh, I think it's good. I, I like to see them add a bat, like a, a bench bat. They've added bench pieces. You know, they brought, like you said, Rosario and, and, and Kike and, um, I, I like those pieces, but I I like I'd like to see like a like a canna come over there, something like that that you could you could throw in against left handed um left handed pitchers, right? At first, I thought, yeah, let's get Verlander over there. Let's get another like top of the rotation starting pitcher, and surely that would be great for any team, including the Dodgers. But when you kind of look at it, like if if Kershaw is back and you you can roll out Kershaw, Gonsolin, Urias, Bobby Miller. And then you have Lance Lynn and some of the other guys behind him. I think that's probably enough. Um, the bullpen, like they're, you know, Joe Kelly, I think is is good for the bullpen. You know, he had a great uh, I think he struck out I just talked about this, I'm talking baseball. Will Benson, uh, with mm-hmm. the bases loaded, had a nice little outing there. Like he fits in that bullpen. I think that's a great thing. Um, so I like the moves. Dodgers are a scary team. Like their roster is still very, very good, even though there are some defi- deficiencies, in my opinion, in it. There's still enough like super high end talent. They kind of mask that. I would like to see them have add a bench bat or a guy that could even slot in and play left. Like a uh, who else is there with the Mets? Tommy Pham. Like something like that. If the Mets are selling, go get them. It feels a little disorganized. I have to be honest with you. Like I don't get the Lance Lynn pickup. I know that his K's per nine are, the, I think, the best of his career. He's, other than that, it's been a disaster. Yeah. And do you know that in the, you talked about him being an innings eater? Well, teams are feasting on him in the first inning. His ERA is over 10 in the first inning. He's given up a ton of home runs. So how many innings is he really going to eat? Is he going to be a six-inning guy? Are you happy if he just gets through the order twice? Like, is four probably. innings good enough for you? Like, you probably piggyback them to together. That part seems weird. I, mean, I didn't get it. I just don't get it. I, I think, I'll be honest with you, I think that team is panicking a little bit. I think they look and see the stability that the Atlanta Braves have built. And they're going... How the hell are we going to beat them in a series? You know, maybe we pick up a guy that can go against one of their left-handed relievers and one key at bat. Like, man, doesn't it feel like there's like a half-lap difference between the Braves and the Dodgers? There does, but this Dodgers offense can swing with anyone. So, and like, I don't see them. Whose lineup would you rather have? The Braves. But that doesn't. The Dodgers are right there with them. I mean, I mean, dude, don't forget about who they are have they? in that lineup. Yes, dude. Yes. 
Yes. Are they? I mean, even, I mean, even their top sti- four is. Even, even statistically, I mean, they're third in OPS, third in on-base percentage, third in runs, second in homers. Like, this is, yes, they're right there with the Braves, 100%. Who's ahead of them? Well, it's like the Rangers, Braves, and Dodgers. And and honestly, the Astros will get there. I think the Astros have the potential to get there once everyone is healthy and doing their thing and they get the numbers back up. They haven't had that all year long. Um, but they're, 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 they, they can swing with whoever. Now, pitching, I think starting pitching when everyone is healthy, they can also go with a lot of different people. The Dodgers are just fine. Like, okay. They're, they're a few clicks away from being like, okay, we can't forget about how good they are. Yeah. The, I mean, they're, hey. I wouldn't hate it if the NLCS is that again for like the third time in four or five years or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like the Braves. Yeah, no, they're, they're, the Braves we're... to me are the best team in baseball. Yes. Yeah. Don't make no mistake about that. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. I think this Dodgers offense can go with them when okay. like prime prime. Yeah. Interesting. I still I don't think the Dodgers are done yet. I really don't. I don't know if it's the Ken Rosenthal report about Justin Verlander really like they have googly eyes for one another. I could see Verlander wanting to go there in a second. I totally see that. But the rest of it I'd be curious to see if it works. Um we know that there's gonna be plenty of moves made ahead of Tuesday's deadline, which is six o'clock Eastern. Which GM has got to make sure that his phone is working and dialing out. Get going. I need Thad Levine and Derek Falvey for my twins to get it going. L5 right now in the books for them. They just got swept by the Royals. There are some deficiencies with the team. We need a bat. We need a guy that can hit lefties. We need a big bat that can hit lefties. Please, let's go make that happen. And then the bullpen has... The bullpen has been an issue. There are some guys who I think can be guys and they've been hurt. Brock Stewart was a big uh, injury for them. Um, They've had some guys kind of just not get the job done in the back. So besides Duran, like we, you need some people in the back end because your starters have been good all year long. Now they got, they they kind of got banged up in this series against the Royals. I'm not worried about the starting rotation. I'm not, um, I need bullpen pieces, like late inning, high leverage, bullpen dudes, and then a right-handed bat. Need to, because the Guardians, your Guardians, are now a half game back. Mm-hmm. The Twins are supposed to run away with this thing. All the models say the Twins have a great chance to win the Central, 70%, all this stuff. And then you throw an L5 up there, and all of a sudden you're a half game up. You got to make some moves. You cannot stand pat and just say, well, wait for guys to get healthy or maybe things will turn around against left-hand pitchers. No, you, we, we got to pick out the phone. We got to do some moves. Do you believe that that uh, teams are calling the Twins about their starting pitching depth? Do you believe that part? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they cannot. If they trade Sonny Gray, it's they. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm telling you right now, he is such a leader in that clubhouse. It would it would devastate the clubhouse. That he yeah. is the guy that keeps that rotation confident and keeps them like, like these guys are having great years. It's because of Sonny. Like Sonny's the guy in there. Like 
making sure everyone's prepared, hyping these guys up. Like he's the, like they see Sonny doing like, I can do it too. Like that's like, we're all in this together. If Sonny's gone, it's a whole different dynamic in that clubhouse. Wouldn't he also get the ball in game one of a series, by the way? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking about. Like if that, if that happens, I will say this. Bailey Ober has been unbelievable. He had a bad, he, he's been like Mr. Reliable, like quality start king. Uh, bad start against yeah. the Royals. But like other than that, he's been. But other great. than that, he's been phenomenal. The nightmare. Call right. him by his nickname that I gave him. The nightmare. I like that. The nightmare. Yeah. For me, I know this team won two of three this weekend and spanked the Yankees on Sunday night baseball. But Mike Elias, let's get to work. This is, in my opinion, a World Series lineup, a World Series bullpen. It is not a World Series rotation. And people will say, well, listen, they've been fine during the regular season. They've made do. You know, they just sent Tyler Wells down to double A. We just talked about Sonny Gray's getting the ball in game one. Who's getting the ball in game one of the, for the Orioles? Do we definitely know who that is? Kremer. Gibby. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think is the is the correct answer. Now they've had some guys who have who've done a nice solid job. And I don't know how many dudes are left. Like, is Justin Verlander gonna sign off going back to close to where he grew up? So he could pitch there the next couple of years? Maybe he might look at that talent and say, Damn, man, there is a hell of a lot of talent. And it would be fun to kind of join him for the ride. Possible. Not probable, but possible. Are there other guys? Is there an Eduardo Rodriguez to be had? Let's remember, he was yes. he was in the Orioles organization at the beginning of his career. Never pitched for them in the big leagues. He was, he was traded one up for Andrew Miller to Boston. But he's got 11 games of playoff experience. He's got four starts. He's had a really solid year. They're going to make a move. They're going to make a move. They're making a move, Chris. If they don't, I'd be shocked, dude. I will be shocked if... Erod, Lorenzen, I guess, I mean, I, I thought Schroen was going to go somewhere. It sounds like he's not at all, but I think they, they're still probably entertaining offers. Something's got to get. I totally agree with you. They The Orioles need, need to get a starting pitcher. Unless he picks up the phone, calls A.J. Preller and says, listen, tell me who you want off this roster for Blake Snell. Tell me who you want. And that could be fascinating i don't think that the padres are moving off of blake snell or josh Hader, but there could be some offer out there that'll knock your socks off we'll see i can't wait for the next 24 hours before we get out of here on the podcast and youtube side of things better way to finish a game over the weekend was it the bobby witt grand slam off of duran holy smokes he turned that thing around after a great at bat or was it the mike talkman Let's save it in St. Louis. Alec Burleson, have a seat. He thought he had a walk-off two-run shot. Instead, Talkman not doesn't go to the wall, goes over the wall, glove hand, and brings it back. Which one was better? Uh, well, I just talked about the Bobby Wood, and I gave him my award on Talking Baseball. If you want to go check that out, go ahead. Uh, I'll say the Talkman. I mean, if you're Burleson and you hit that ball and you see him going up to the wall, and you usually you know – uh, you think that ball's got a chance, and you see him bring it back to win the freaking game when you could have walked the game off? 
like two crazy different emotions. Like you're about to be the hero and instead some other dude's the hero. That was incredible. And the Cubs needed that. That is incredible. You you so rarely see a guy, see a game end on a playoff like that. So that was awesome. The thing that, only thing that would make the Bobby Witt close is that A, it was a grand slam. Walk-off grand slam is amazing. Yeah. But then his reaction, the bat flip, it was like uh, Pedro Serrano in the movie Major League, where he's he literally carried the bat all the way almost to first base before flipping it. We saw Bregman do that in the World Series, I think, a few years ago in and then 2019 Juan Soto or something. Did it. Soto did it, yeah. So that that sort of stuff was great, and the reaction of the little girl who would come all the way from Georgia, I think, in yes. order to see her favorite player, and she had tears in her eyes the whole bit. Like, Wait, go back to that swing. Oh. Hold on. Go back to that swing, Dan. You were just showing right there. He pulls his hands in. Oh, my god! Yeah. That thing well, was about nice to... couple of days. That thing was about to buzz through his bat and make it firewood, but he pulled the hands in and got the barrel on it just in the nick of time. Yeah. Uh, it was some good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Love it. Speaking of good stuff, um, we've got the dude of the Milwaukee Brewers, Christian Yelich, on the latest episode of the Rose Rotation. We recorded that Friday before they got swept out of Atlanta. Um, so he was in a much more cheery mood than I'm sure he was Sunday night. Some really good stories. Great stories about what he was watching the night before doing our show. That was it was hilarious. We'll put that clip out. Okay. okay. Go find the story anyway. Was, was it baseball today? What's that? Was he watching baseball today on YouTube? Uh no, I don't think so. I think he was watching something else in his suite, his palatial suite in Atlanta. He talked about um how he got called up to the big leagues since he had just celebrated his 10 year anniversary in the show. Mm-hmm. That was some good stuff. Really, and the scoreboard operator story where Ellie, he was talking, you know, they put up the trash talk to Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah. By the way, that thing's starting to get out of hand. I didn't like the bullshit that the Marlins did yesterday with the Tigers players up there. They I didn't see it, but I, I'm not I'm not a fan of it. Now, listen, it's okay to be have fun and stuff. Try not to be the fun police. That's some bullshit. Let's not rip on cities for stuff like 65% of the people have moved out of metropolitan Detroit since 2000. Like, fuck, come on. Kids, you're not being smart. You're being snarky. And by the way, if I run an organization, it doesn't make us look good. It doesn't make us look smart. It doesn't make us look better. I mean, what are you trying to do? Just by dumping on some people? Like, we can we can have fun. Try and figure out where that line is and don't cross it. Because if you, if you worked for me, you'd be out. You'd be out. John Boy Media's motto. Fun over funny. I think that's a great thing go. to think about. That is very, very good. All right, we're back at it again tomorrow. Vinny Pasquantino is going to be in for Trevor Plouffe, who will be on assignment. I can't wait to hear about that. That'll be awesome. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Tuesday, trade deadline day on Baseball Today.